Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. We're pretending to be more holy than we really are. And all of this, because the Holy Spirit is a person, affects our relationship with the Holy Spirit. You tell a friend you're pure, but secretly you're struggling with pornography. You you tell your women's Bible study or some other group that you're in, your marriage is amazing, but then you cut your husband down at every chance you get. That's when we lie to the Holy Spirit. That's the genuineness that needs to be present at all times in our faith. Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Allow me to ask you a question. What do you think of when you hear Holy Spirit? Perhaps you think of a ghost, as in the Holy Ghost mentioned in the King James Bible. Perhaps you think of a force, like the force from Star Wars. Perhaps you think of the different gifts the Holy Spirit is said to give believers in Jesus. For most of us, the Holy Spirit is a mystery, and we're not sure who or what it is. In this sermon series, The Invisible God, we're going to seek to clarify who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit desires to do in each of our lives. We will examine the promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us, the personhood of the Holy Spirit as He desires to relate to us, the power of the Holy Spirit that God desires to have come through us, and the presence of the Holy Spirit that we continually have with us. Through this study, our hope is you will be able to enter into a deeper relationship with God's Spirit that resides in you. They had been fully trained. They had saw him raised from the grave. If there was ever a time for him to launch the church, it was then. And what did he tell them? He said, wait. He said, I don't want you doing this without my spirit guiding and leading you. And if that doesn't tell us that we need to have the Holy Spirit more active in our lives, then I don't know what would. Because experience isn't going to cut it. Being great mentored well isn't going to cut it. There has to be something more, and that more is God's Holy Spirit. Which is why Jesus said, I know you've seen me. I know you've heard me teach. I know you've seen the miracles I've done. I know you've even seen me raised, being raised from the grave. You've seen all of it, but I still want you to wait. Because I don't want you going forward on your own. I want you doing it with God's Spirit. And so how does the Bible describe God's spirit? Well, in the Hebrew, the word is ruach. That that equals spirit. That means spirit. Pneuma in the Greek is spirit. But the meaning, the root word of both, is breath or air or gale of wind. And what we see here is that the Bible again and again describes God's spirit as wind. That's when Jesus was trying to explain to Nicodemus, God's Holy Spirit in John chapter 3. How does he describe it? Well, See, I already called it it. It's not an it, it's a he. I told you I'd do that. Um, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from. You cannot tell where it is going. And when Jesus describes God's Holy Spirit, he describes it as being wind. And the thing about wind is this. Here's some characteristics of wind. is that it's invisible, but it's influential. It's non-physical, but it's present. It's unseen, but it's felt. And these are all characteristics of God's Holy Spirit. And we are uncomfortable with the Spirit, mainly because we can't control it. It's like wind. You become uncomfortable whenever the wind is strong. We were up in uh, our family. When the wind is strong, it, it, can, it can cause pain. We were in um, Frisco a few months back, and we were out on the beach there at Lake Dillon. And as we were on the beach, a huge gust of wind came across and just blew 
all sorts of sand into my little daughter's face. And from that day forward, she has been terrified of wind. It's, un, it's, it's hilarious when you see it in the moment, but it's rather inconvenient. But, but that's the idea is that God's spirit, whenever it moves, some things are going to happen. You're going to feel it. You're going to see a difference. And that's what this spirit series is all about is us getting more aligned and in tune with God's Holy Spirit. The Bible then goes on in John 14. Jesus then describes, he says this about the Holy Spirit and he describes it this way. And I will pray to the Father and he will give you another. We're gonna come back to this word another here in a moment. Helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. And we're gonna talk about that in a moment too. The spirit is a spirit of truth. He will not lead you into a lie, nor does he want to be lied to. And that is important. And we're gonna come back to that. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So there's this incredible promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gives us that he will be with you and he will be in you. But this word another is what we gotta come back to. There's a couple versions of this word that could have been used in the Greek. One is heritos, which is another or a similar kind. And that, that would be sort of, like a twin. Do we have any twins here? Anybody twins? No twins? Okay, maybe online, give a shout out if you're a twin there. But a twin, you have different variations of twins, even identical twins. But even with an identical twin, you know, they're eventually, if you're around them enough, you can see a difference. I had friends of mine in college that it literally, it took me six months to tell the difference between the two of them. But as soon as I was able to finally figure out the difference between the two of them, um, it was all, it was ended up being about the hair length and the way it went over the ears. It was really weird, but I figured it out. At any rate, you eventually can tell a difference. And that's heteros. That's another kind of similar. But when Jesus said, I'm gonna send another one to you, he didn't use heteros, he used alloys, which is another of exactly the same kind. Jesus said, I know you don't want me to go. I know you want me to stay here, establish this kingdom. But if I stay here in my bodily form, guess what? I can just be here. Because that's the deal with a human being. Okay, we can just, he was fully God, but he's fully man. A human can just be in one place at a time. And Jesus is saying, when I go, I'm gonna send another who will get to be with every single one of you. He will be with you. He will be in you for all of time, all over the world. And that is what you get to look forward to. That is the uh, another that you get to look forward to. I know you don't want me to go, but I'm gonna send one better who's gonna be with you. And this is the way the Bible describes the Holy Spirit again. The Holy Spirit is described as being exactly like Jesus in the Bible. He's exactly like Jesus. And all of his love and all of his grace and all of his compassion, that's why the fruit of the Spirit ought to be coming out of us. But we get confused with the Holy Spirit. And some of it has to do with the way the Spirit plays itself out in our churches. And that's, the Bible tells us that that God's Spirit ought to bring unity. But what we're finding, have been finding, especially in places like Africa, is that actually it's God's Holy Spirit and it's the gifts of the Spirit that have become incredibly divisive in the church. And this is how we can approach God's Holy Spirit, is we can see him as this unwelcome relative. You know, we know he's a part of the family. We know that she's a part of the family, but we also know that when they come to the 4th of July party, we really don't want to talk to them too much. You know, we, we, we'll, we'll invite them. We're glad they're there, but you know if you start talking to them a little bit too much, they're going to get excited. 
Because you know that they're gonna start talking about politics, they're gonna start talking about religion, they're gonna start talking about whatever theory or thing or whatever it is, they're gonna get excited about it. When they get excited, everybody else gets excited. So so this relative, we we approach the Holy Spirit a little bit like this in our churches. Yeah, 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 we we want you to be here, but but we can't really engage you that much because you might start getting people excited. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you wanna know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. And then there's this other end of the spectrum with the Holy Spirit, that he's the star of the show. And I, have, you, have any of you ever been to a church where you know the Holy Spirit, he's the star of the show? Yes, some of you have been there, and it is exciting. It's, it's incredible. And there are flags waving, and there are horns blowing, and it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's an, it is an experience. You should try this out. You should go to a church like that from time to time just to see it. But there also seems like there's a little bit of a disproportionate emphasis on the Holy Spirit, and he is the star to the point where you're sort of like, well, where's Jesus, where's God, where's the Bible? And some of that gets lost. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit's all about that. And you have people getting slain in the Spirit and you have people speaking in tongues and, and it just goes on. And I'm not saying all that's bad or off. And that's another sermon for another day. And we may even get to, into that over the next few weeks. But what I am saying is there's this unhealthy emphasis that ends up pushing the Holy Spirit to the point where he's the star of the show. But really, whenever you look at the Bible, there's a road down the middle that we're called to have a view of the, pers- of the Holy Spirit. And he is a friend through life's journeys. And that's really how Jesus describes him. And I think that that's a healthy way for us to understand him. Again, coming back to another analogy for the Trinity that I think is helpful for you, is I'm one person, but I'm three. Well, what am I talking about? Well, some of you are the same. You see, this is a way to look at it is, with um, my kids, I'm a father. With my wife, or I'm her spouse. And with all of you, I'm your friend. And that's how the Trinity plays out, is that God, he is our father, and it's a little weird if you're a guy, but yes, Jesus is your, is your, uh, your groom, your, your spouse. He is the, we are the bride of Christ. That's where I'm getting at with that. We're the bride of Christ. And then the Holy Spirit is meant to be our friend. Jesus said these words, I'm gonna give you two variations of it. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper so that he may be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you will know him because he remains with you and will be in you. And so you see another helper, another helper, another variation of this, this translated a few different ways. Here's the message version. I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend. 
so that you will always have someone with you. And this friend is the spirit of truth. And you know him already because he has been staying with you and will even be in you. And so you have a friend who's the Holy Spirit. And we need to relate to him in that way. And that's why today's sermon, the title was, The Person of the Holy Spirit. He's not a force. Um, it's, it's not an it. It's not an animal. It's not even a ghost. That he is God's Holy Spirit. He is a person who we can relate to and connect to. But it's hard to relate to him sometimes. It's kind of like this guy. This is how I look. Peyton Manning, former quarterback for the Denver Broncos. This guy's won two Super Bowls, five NFL MVPs, not to mention thrown thousands and thousands of yards, hundreds of touchdowns, and he won Super Bowl 50 for the Denver Broncos. I mean, incredible what it is that he has accomplished. I cannot relate to any of that with him. None of it. But this past year, I was, this summer, I was at a, I was helping do some little bit of coaching with my son's football team. And uh, when I say a little, I was doing a little bit. I was just helping a little bit. And so I'm helping him, I'm helping the team and I'm helping him and I'm helping what's going on there and our game starts. And so as our game starts, I, I hear this voice behind me and I look around and at the field next to me is Peyton Manning. And he's over there coaching up his kids and he's warming them up, getting them ready, going through different drills. And I'm thinking, oh man, well, he's doing what I'm doing. And he's hoping his kids win like I'm hoping my kids win. And then the games start playing out and we're getting destroyed. And then my kid comes out and you know how it is. Whenever your kid goes out, you kind of quit paying attention. And so, so, so he's sitting, so I start looking around and then I'm like, man, we're getting destroyed. And then I look over at Peyton Manning's team and they're getting destroyed. And this coach is just running. He is running that team into the ground, the team that they're playing. It was, I mean, I, in defense of the kids, I do think they were playing up a year. They had to be playing up a year because his team was just getting obliterated. And I'm thinking, this is great. My team's getting killed. His team's getting killed. He's coaching. I'm coaching. Like we're, I mean, like we're on the same level. Like literally, we are on the same playing field right now. Now, I know he just got inducted in the Hall of Fame, but that's all right. So we're on the same playing field. So much more relatable. But he's got some things that I'll never be able to relate to. But there's an aspect of him that I can't relate to now. And that's what this sermon is about. It's helping you to understand that the, there are parts of the Holy Spirit, his eternality, him, him being able to reside within all of us. I mean, there's just things about the Holy Spirit that we'll never be able to relate to, but he is a person. And there's some key things, two key truths that I want you to hang on to today that are gonna help you to understand him better as a person. There are many more, but I want, there's two things that I want us to hang on to today. The first is this is our relationship with the Holy Spirit is affected when we lie about the genuineness of our faith. Have you ever seen a book title from like the 18th century? I mean, they're really, really long. So that's what this is. This is like a, a point from the 18th century. It's really long, but it needs a lot of words to make the point. So what am I talking about here? When the Spirit, the spirit is affected, when we lie about the genuineness of our faith. Well, the great example of this is in Acts chapter five. It's Ananias and Sapphira. And Ananias, the church is exploding. Thousands of people are being baptized. God's spirit is truly on the move. And then people are coming to the apostles and they're making contributions to this church, to this movement that is taking place. And so that way people can be cared for and things can be taken care of and the church can continue to grow and God's kingdom can expand. Well, Ananias and Sapphira come to the apostles with a gift. They'd sold some land and I'm gonna read the text to you. 
Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designate a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 10.30 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. Now I've read that story. I've read this story, I mean, hundreds of times, at least a hundred times. And, and as I've read it, what I, what I always thought is it was about the generosity it was about the fact that they just didn't give everything to the Lord. They didn't surrender, truly surrender it all back to God. I thought it was all about the generosity. But the real issue wasn't that. The real issue was the fact that they lied. That they have lied not just to human beings, but they lied to God. They lied to the Holy Spirit. You see, it's not their generosity that was the issue. It was their sincerity that was the issue. In other words, they pretended to be more holy than they really were. Their faith wasn't really genuine. It was a fake. And so then you like literally struck them down dead. They died right after this. They're dead. They're done. And God was making a point. Like my church at its beginning is going to be as pure and holy as it possibly can be. Because what we are going to do is going to change the world. And my plan for the world is going to begin to be unfolded for the rest of the world. And so how does that play out for us today? This genuineness of our faith. How do we lie? Well, with the same mouth that we sing praise to God, we cuss and scream at our family. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we do. We, we celebrate forgiveness at communion. We just had this wonderful time of communion as a church. And we celebrate the forgiveness that God has given us in Jesus. But then we fail to give that same forgiveness to others who have hurt us. We promise to pray for someone. I'll pray for you, but we don't. We, we say that because we want to end a conversation. Or we don't really know what to say, so we just say that. But we don't really intend to pray for them. We're, what we're doing is we're lying to the Holy Spirit. We're pretending to be more holy than we really are. And all of this, because the Holy Spirit is a person, affects our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Tell people that you're more generous, and you tell people you're more generous and sacrificial, but you don't really sacrifice much. 
oh yeah, we're, we, do, we give and we do this and we do that. But, but do you? Now, maybe you do, but do you? You tell a friend you're pure, but secretly you're struggling with pornography. You, you tell your women's Bible study or your, some other group that you're in, your marriage is amazing, but then you cut your husband down at every chance you get. That's when we lie to the Holy Spirit. That's the genuineness that needs to be present at all times in our faith. Jim Elliott, the missionary who lost his life trying to reach indigenous people in South America, he said this of Christians. He said, Christians don't tell lies, they sing them. And I think that is something that we always have to be aware of. The goal isn't to live a perfect life. What we're getting at here is that we just don't have to pretend like we're living this perfect life. That we can be real, that we can be honest. And that when we sing these words, the different songs that we sing, that we're really singing them out to God. Now, the second thing that affects our relationship with the Holy Spirit is this. Is that our Holy Spirit is weakened because our sin grieves him. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says it this way. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. The Holy Spirit is a person, and when we sin, we hurt him. But we can still approach him like he's a force, he's a power, something like that. This past week, I was talking to Siri. Now, some of you know, anybody know Siri? A few, a few of you know Siri. Alexa, you know Alexa? They, yeah, we, okay, a few of you know, 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 who the, know who I'm talking about. Well, I was mean to Siri. I just said, Siri, you're stupid. Just stupid, you're stupid. And I was saying all sorts of other mean things to Siri. And then I went and said something like that to Alexa. I said, Alexa, you're ridiculous. Siri is so much better than you. And you know what, you know what they said? That's not very nice. <laughs> but what, what, what can I do for you? That's what they followed it up with. That's not very nice, but how can I help you? Now, imagine if I did something like that to you. You're stupid. What are you going to do? You're going to like, man, pow, pop me in the face. And you probably won't do that. You'll just walk away because you've been hurt. The relationship has been affected. You're not going to follow that up with, well, if I say you're stupid, you're not going to look at me and say, well, how can I help you? You're not going to do that? Who does that? That's not a person. That's not a human being. That's weird. That's strange. Nobody does that. That's because Siri and Alexa aren't human. They're not people. They're not a person. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And when we hurt him, when we hurt him, then our relationship with him is affected. And there's our Siri friend there. And Siri doesn't get affected when we lose our temper, but the Holy Spirit does. We don't just hurt people, we hurt him. When we're disrespectful to our parents, and maybe they're disrespectful to you, which is a real thing, but that doesn't mean that they get it back. All of that affects your relationship with the Holy Spirit. When you're, you have an emotional or a physical type of affair, God, nobody else may know, but God knows. When you're neglecting your family for whatever purpose that you may have for that, when you're lacking self-control with alcohol, when you're intentionally misleading others, when your possessions are owning you, all of these things can become sinful and they affect our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And catch this, there is a big difference between breaking a rule and breaking a heart. And the Holy Spirit isn't as concerned necessarily about the rule 
He's concerned about the relationship. And when we sin and fall short of God's glory and don't do what he wants us to do, it does affect that relationship and his heart is breaking. And so my goal through this series is to help us engage the Holy Spirit in more of a personal way, this invisible God who is with us and in us. And this is a prayer, I'll probably come back to it every week through this series that we need to consider is we need to pray something like this every day. Holy Spirit, I wanna know you personally. I want to know you better. I welcome you into my life and I want you to be my closest friend. It is this kind of a personal prayer that can help us to engage God's Spirit who is with us and again, who is in us. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we are grateful for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, help us all to come to know him, uh, Lord, more personal way. And as we talk about this, I mean, it's so hard to talk about because there's so many questions. And it can be so, this topic can be so hard to talk about just because um, we, we, we just have to lay out such a foundation for it all because we just don't know much. But Lord, help us to lean into your spirit and to allow your spirit to again guide us and lead us all through life's journeys. And Lord, help us to have this relationship with you, Lord, through your spirit. Father, that is truly healthy and is amazing. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.